ready. It's happening. Okay. I'm just a kid. <laughs> no, fuck. And life is a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> Insert theme song here. Welcome to A Warp to Remember. I'm Rachel. I'm joined by Zoe. You We're guys, tired, y'all. <laughs> let me paint you a picture. Real quick, if you don't know us, if you've never listened to the pod, welcome. Hey. If you Googled us because you saw our t-shirts at Warp Tour, hey. bonus welcome. Yeah. You did We're <laughs> two best friends who love pop punk and we love emo shit and rachel really fucking loves ska and yeah. emphasis on only <laughs> rachel's rachel. name in that sentence and some 41 we'll get to that uh we're just two best friends we really love pop punk and we love warp tour and we decided to start a pod where we talk about warp tour as a lens as a canon who played warp tour historically who should have played warp tour who kind of aligns with that kind of scene in a fun way we just talk about shit we like to talk about. So we're a little tired, <laughs> if you couldn't hear, because we just literally got back from Warped 25, baby. We went to Mountain View, California this weekend to go to the 25th anniversary of Warped Tour. Your girl drove five and a half hours last night and then got home at 2.30 and then got up to go to work. And you know... <laughs> a real journey Zoe how are you feeling oh yeah Zoe got up earlier than I did I did I didn't have to drive though Rachel's a champ I like just laid in the car but which is nice yeah yeah yeah. no I uh it was good my kitten decided that at 6 45 a.m that was her time to run around the house for two hours I was like great cool which was fine because I had to fucking work anyway so yeah uh, but, you know, this is what it means to go to work as an adult. Yeah. You, like, turn around the next day. I mean, even as a kid, if you... I mean, well, they always did it on a Saturday. But I feel like even as a kid, I'd go to, like, shows. I'd go to concerts on, like, a school night, and the next day I'd be, yeah, like, but, like if in for- English. But it was a different sure. vibe. But also, like, you didn't have to really, like, be present. Yes, yeah. and your day was over <laughs> at, like, three. Yeah. Like, we're real adults now. It's been pretty yeah. wild. So for those of you who have never listened to us before, we're much higher energy most of the time. Yeah. We're, we've just been going through it. We had the best weekend probably ever, but we're it's recovering good. and yeah, this myself is a- especially, I'm feeling it physically, you guys. I skanked, I pogoed, I thrashed harder than I think I've ever done in my entire life and my hips are not going to be the same. My neck's a little fucked. And I could not feel happier about the weekend we had. (laughs) So we're going to recap our experience from this weekend, get the broad strokes going while it's fresh in our minds. We'll probably have some more stories to share with you guys down the line. Most of the time, again, for new listeners, we'll do a history episode where we talk about one specific year in the illustrious 25-year history of Warped Tour. Talk about the history, talk about who played, talk about any personal memories we have aligned with it. We also do some really fun episodes where we pick a theme, talk about some music, talk about some songs. But today's a little different because we're just giving you the skinny on what we experienced. We went to Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California for the final warp tour of all time. It was a two-day Allegedly. show. Allegedly. 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 I think it's the last one for a long time. For I think it's the last one that Kevin Lyman's doing for sure. I think he is a retiree in a major way. Yeah. Um, but this was there were only three stops this year, for those of you who don't know. They went to Cleveland, Ohio, they went to Atlantic City, New Jersey, and they went to Mountain View, California, which is where your girl is from. I'm from the Bay Area. I went to warp tour. If you listen to last week's episode, I talk about my Warped Tour experiences. In 2011 and 2014, I went to Warped Tour at the same venue. They fucking sucked compared to this. This was so much better than any Warped I ever experienced. And so much better than pretty much any festival I've ever been to. Yeah. I am, I will go on record and saying I don't really like festivals, music or otherwise. It's just not my jam. It's like music parks. I just am over it when I get there. But 
Shoreline was set up in a really nice way. Mm-hmm. There was some... First of all, I'm from Missouri, so when I go to Warp Tour, I only ever think of it being hot and fucking sweaty because it's so humid in the summer, so it was really nice to just not even have humidity. Yeah. It was definitely hot and sweaty, but it was not that, like, sticky humid. We're yeah. in California. We got a dry heat. so nice. <laughs> there were less whiffs of really bad BO than I thought there would be. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, yeah. It was a trip and a half, so... Saturday, let's paint a picture. Let's go a little kind of chronologically and see where we land. We rolled in on Saturday to catch the very end of Travi McCoy of Gym Class Heroes set. He was dope. He's keeping it tight. He's still hot. We realized how many songs he has been featured on. Yeah, because like- we're like, are they playing the fucking radio? I thought they were like doing covers. I did not. It took me a minute as we were walking into Shoreline. You kind of hear it. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, he's been on a lot. Uh, he's like a featured artist on a lot of songs like big top 40 songs and I kind of forgot so that was yeah. a nice way to begin it was cool like, we okay. caught like two full songs of his two and a half probably which was cool he was early in the day we were not equipped for how early in the day he would be he played at noon um, or I think 12.30 we got in there around 12, 12.45 1-ish but were we just in time for Frank Iero in the future violence and for those longtime listeners, for those of you who know me or who know this pod at all, you'll know that Frank Iero is the hottest man in the entire world and possibly in history, to me specifically. And I was very excited to see him. He, if you don't know where you've been, but he was in My Chemical Romance for the duration of the band. Mm-hmm. And when they broke up, he's had a couple different projects. He was Frank Iero in The Celebration. Um, and now his newest iteration is Frank Iero in The Future Violence. What was your take on their set, Z? I'll let you go. They had, so this band, uh, so Frank led on guitar and vocals. There was a bassist, another second guitarist, a rhythm guitarist, and then a female lady on um, keys and a drummer, and they all wore super cute white jumpsuits like jumpsuits like yeah. book smart jumpsuits yeah which was <laughs> like nice. janitorial outfits they were all white they had the logo on the back which is like a barbed wire rosary looking heart thing yeah um very fun very aesthetic i think it was the only at least that we saw the only um costume yeah and i hate to call it a costume but like it was the only uniform they all they all matched yeah, yeah it was the, it was only, the only band to really match that we saw at the very least um i had the time of my damn life I think out of the whole weekend, Frank's set was probably in my top favorites. It was good. It was well uh, paced. I thought they yeah. did a good job, like merging the songs together. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like, lag time, but like he definitely he talked a little in between. Yeah, yeah, which was nice. I liked the talking. Although there was something going on with the drums because like I just watched the pianist the whole time because that's usually what I do if there's a piano in a band, and uh, she kept having to like run off stage because like the drummers symbol wasn't set up correctly oh i didn't even clock that yeah there was like so it seemed i don't know if it was like early in the day we should also say so i want to before we get too far in uh most of the bands we watched were on the main stage this year and the really cool thing that they did was it's this mat we'll post some photos on socials but it's a massive massive stage and uh they have a turntable which is literally this huge platform on the stage that rotates um 360 degrees mm-hmm. and so they they had uh flats uh vertical flats in the middle that kind of cut it in half and on each side of the flats they would set up the band so the next band could be already set up and they could yeah. just turn the stage and go which it is was really smart brilliant because it cuts down the amount yeah. of time in past years at shoreline especially i don't know if i can speak to any other venues but at shoreline especially the main stage would be one giant stage and they'd literally just split the stage in half mm-hmm. and you could see one half of the stage being set up while the other one was playing and i really liked the turntable approach i think it was so much cooler the whole band could utilize the whole stage. Mm-hmm. You weren't distracted by other shit. And pretty much no matter where you were standing, you could see the whole band. Yes. Whereas, you know, back in the day when I would go and they'd switch off sides, you'd kind of be stuck on the left side all day for better or for worse. And you right. didn't really know who would be on what side. It was a little tricky. Um, they did use that approach in the Shoreline Amphitheater itself. Shoreline Amphitheater is this big outdoor venue, um, gigantic stage huge seats seated area as well as a big lawn area and so they used that stage split it in half and used um the smaller uh 
I don't want to say smaller, but the lesser known, the less famous, a lot of first time Warped Tour bands Mm -hmm. or earlier or like not earlier or like newer Warped Tour bands. Whereas the main stage was, you know, the old faves, a lot of the old faves that we know. Frank is an exception because my chem, but pretty much it was pretty exclusively bands that you knew who had played Warped multiple times Mm -hmm. on the main stage. The Shoreline Amphitheater stage was really cool. It was split in half. It was sponsored by some university on one side. Full sale. Mm-hmm. And the other side was Blackcraft, which is this really cool clothing accessory company. And the Blackcraft side of the stage was all female bands all day. Yeah. Which female. Both days. At least female uh, Led. fronted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very least, female fronted mm-hmm. um, bands all day, which was really cool. So we got to take a look at that stage. Um, but we pretty exclusively hung out on the main stage. Yeah. During the weekend, there was also the Monster Energy stage, which was in the big parking lot where the main stage was set up that was all the outdoor part that was set up specifically for warp tour not pre-built in and the monster energy stage was a little smaller they had like an inflatable archway for acoustic purposes and i think aesthetic purposes yeah. <laughs> probably um and we stopped by that stage as well but again we were pretty yeah. pretty fixed on the main stage because there was just yeah how do you deny it yeah it was awesome i mean i think uh frank set was great i not wild about his singing voice, but I love it. He's, it's a little whinier than I prefer. It's a yeah. little nasal, more nasally, but the music was, I thought it was a good mix of definitely like punk roots, a little hardcore. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Frank was kind of like trying, you could tell her like trying some stuff out. Yeah, totally. And I liked it. I, I loved it. And I think that was, I think for Frank, that was as close as we got to the main stage, right? In terms of crowd wise. Yeah, there we, weren't there weren't as many people. Really it was yeah. top of the day. Also, I commend Frank because I think he kept the energy up and he was very conversational yeah. with the crowd. Very in, very fun to watch, um, especially for a crowd that's just showing up. It was mostly people who know who knew Mike Hem but didn't know the words to Frank Iero's songs, mm-hmm. um, and they kept the energy up and it was really fun to watch. And we were pretty close. I'll post some pictures, some videos uh, on our socials. I'm sure, but. I don't know about you. It felt so good. Whenever anyone asked me, like, how was Warped Tour, the first thing I said was, Frank Iero's distortion pedals healed something <laughs> in me that I did not know was broken. It felt so good to be standing up close, feeling the bass drum in my chest, having my ears hurt just a little bit from the distortion pedals. It felt like home, man. It brought me back in a way that I was not expecting. It was very nostalgic. Brought me back to the older smaller venues I used to hit as a teen and like feeling that bass drum in your chest there's nothing like it man it's so cool it was great and he's just so hot I was like physically hurting because he was so hot but anyway I don't want to fixate on that for too long but that was the first that was the first full set we watched the rest of the day was super fun we kind of took took breaks in between um seeing main stage bands and kind of walking the ground seeing some of the tents and the merch booths um, Jeffree Star was doing signings. Which was, like, one of the biggest draws of yeah, the day. He that had was, like, line. Disneyland lines. Yes. 24-7. As long as it was open, there was a giant fucking line to meet Jeffree Star. And so we kind of walked by and we saw him in the flesh. And goddamn, is he better looking than I even thought he would be in person. Really? He terrifies me. Oh, he I'm so like attracted to him in the weirdest way. He he's, like, like, an a, alien. He looks like a bird. That's, yeah. He's very pointy and very thin. I live for it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like shading Jeffree Star. Right. It's a look and he pulls it look. off. I just, uh, he's so tall too. I think that's yeah. the thing. Like he's well, and he tall. was wearing gigantic platforms, which props. gigantic platform sneakers. Because amazing. And the makeup, obviously. If I had to meet people for eight hours a day in yeah. the platforms, I would be yeah. so pissy. And completely to his credit, every time we walked by, I mean, there were a couple breaks where clearly he'd take a break and come back, but he was meeting people from day in, day out. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, and you could tell every time someone would walk up, his attention was on them. It was very much like a sweet, personal, intimate kind of meeting. He wasn't super distracted. He wasn't just like looking into the camera. He was like talking to these people, having meaningful things. So I know he's a divisive figure. I know a lot of people hate him. I know a lot of people love him. I personally love him. I know that he's had a questionable past. I think he has spoken out about his mistakes and the things that he's done publicly that were not so fabulous or politically correct. I think he 
on the whole is a really inspirational figure to me i won't speak for the whole pod i won't speak for zoe but i think he's cool and it was cool to kind of see him in the flesh even though we didn't get to meet him it was what i will say about it is that for those of you who don't really know and i don't know that much about jeffrey star to be honest but like he at least currently is a huge uh, force to be reckoned with in the YouTuber makeup community. Also just in the makeup community at large. And, His yes. company is one of the best selling with like, like biggest hits, especially for an sport. independent, like yeah. completely run by him and his people company. Which so I think I what really struck me instantly about that was when I went to Warp Tour in two thousand six, uh, you know I, I he would have had a much smaller tent. I don't think really that many people would have been interested to necessarily meet him or he would have been laughed at. Or I, I feel like, yeah. you know... Uh, well, and for those of you who don't know, I mean, he's a makeup giant now and so many people yeah. know him for that, but he played Warped Tour many years. He's a musician. Yeah. Um, and I use the term musician pretty light, loosely yeah. here because it was very techno, electronic, uh, auto-tune kind of stuff. Very irreverent, very saucy lyrics. <laughs> Some really great, I mean, like, you know, graphic. Yeah, graphic. Tongue in cheek. Um, And I don't love, love, love his music. I definitely fucked with a couple tracks back in the day. Uh, But I also fucked with Broken Side, and I still to this day listen to 303, so my taste is questionable. (laughs) But But primarily as a a makeup figure more than a music figure was the draw at Warped Tour. Which is just pretty incredible, uh, I think, to see that being embraced this year. It was really cool. I saw so many people in full glam makeup. Yes. That was another thing Zoe and I noticed pretty much right out of the gate. And we kind of talked about this. I mean, I don't know if it's partially because we weren't thinking about it when we went to Warped as Kids. I think it's partially that, but I think it's mostly that we saw so many queer couples. We saw so many out queer people. And I know because they were like actively like pride shirts and like clearly branded queer things people were wearing. Yeah. And actual like same gendered couples like mm-hmm. showing pda and being happy and like out and free and it was so cool and so many women way more than i remember seeing as a kid at oh, work yeah. tour and i wasn't oh, at yeah. work tour that long ago i was there five years ago and it feels like a world away yeah. it was so cool to see such an eclectic crowd especially because you know the 25th year and allegedly the final year you had so many lifers and so many people from the older generation who went in the 90s who have gone since it started or like parents who were bringing their little kids for the first time but you also saw you know teenagers and like young kids i saw like 13 year old boys coming out to watch the used and i'm like how did you even discover the used they were into it too they were really into it and they knew all the words (laughs) um and we saw you know families we saw couples we saw senior citizens we saw literally the full breadth of everything and also what i love about the bay is you know there's there was much more racial diversity than i've seen at a at a festival of this magnitude and especially comparatively i mean the bay is super diverse i grew up in san jose um white people are not the majority in at least like east side san jose where i grew up so it was but it was always kind of overwhelmingly white at warp tour which you're like how why it was so cool to see people of all creeds all races like all over the place it was still a largely white crowd don't get me wrong warped has like you know their key demos white people but i saw a lot of really fabulous really into it people from all walks of life and not just like traditional punk or scene looking people i saw girls who looked like they were going to coachella having the time of their lives knowing all the words yeah like it goes to show like it's it's just such a community it really was it really felt like a pop punk summer camp for everyone this year yes which it never felt like before no it never did before and again like i had to ask rachel halfway through the day if that was like a normal thing because again coming from missouri it's been even more yeah uh white and male dominated right so it was and it's been (laughs) been a while since i've been so yeah it was really amazing to see that many just different people and honestly for the most part everybody very much in harmony with each other yeah or at least i didn't really see any fights or anything yeah no no fights unless like i think i caught a couple of like fight things but it was like between people that went together you know what I mean like no it was like clearly like someone's friend was too drunk and he wanted to go in the pit and the other one didn't or like two dudes wanted to mosh and like had words and then we're fine like I watched a dude track down another dude who was like weaving through the crowd he's like hey don't be an asshole next time when you like push past people and the guy was like oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to and he's like okay 
and that was it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see anything, and that's not to say it didn't happen at all. Right. But on the whole, I mean, we, we walked the grounds quite a bit. We were in the thick of the crowd for the main stage, and I didn't really see any conflict anywhere. And I saw, honestly, most of what I saw was, like, strangers sharing joints and, like, people yeah. singing together and making yeah. fast friends in the pit and, you know introducing each other um it was really wholesome i will say and i i don't know if that was like again you know i don't i hope it's not a fluke i don't think it is because of how many people really genuinely seem to be there because they loved it um but i do i I would assume a little bit of that at least is like the 25th year like the last final year everybody was really just like this is the last time we get to do it like yeah well the people i think there were so many people who had never been who were like well this is my last chance i better go who liked like simple plan and never went to a pop punk show in their lives right they went yeah you know and that was really cool and to it was see great like they deserve to be there just as much as like people who have been exactly there for the past i didn't really em- encounter very much gatekeeping this time Mm-mm. which no. i totally did five years ago oh absolutely absolutely yeah so that was really cool and um anyway so s- fast and dirty highlights who do we see what do we love who else? Uh, yeah, so we, I mean, I think for me, the top front people uh, mm-hmm. were hands down Monique Powell from Save Ferris. Yeah. She looks incredible. She is the definition of keeping it toy. She was so funny. She looks amazing. She has not aged a fucking oh, no, day. no, yeah. And if you guys didn't know, they play the prom scene in the film 10 Things I Hate About You. She looks exactly the same as she did. They talked about that. They did the song arranged the same way from the movie. She was very tongue-in-cheek. She talked quite a bit. She was one of the best personalities of the weekend. Totally got the crowd with her. They had a way bigger crowd than I thought they would, oh, which like, was a treat. So many people were, like, loving it. Yeah, people were living for it. There was crowd serving. There were people on shoulders. And I was so delighted, especially as, like, a ska person. I'm like, people really turned out for ska. I was worried they wouldn't. And they totally did. She did a uh, costume change. Yes. She, like, took off her She did dress. a full burlesque yeah. strip to reveal a second dress. And, oh... She looked me. It was like Boy. something out of Chicago on Broadway. Yeah, what she ended up in, and I was, was living for it. It was, it was really great. hot. I'll be real. Yeah, I don't want to objectify, but like, no. oh she boy. was amazing, and her band was really. The band really was fantastic. Good. The brass was great. The whole band sounded yeah. so great. They were so in sync with each other. Yeah, it was just a ball and a half. And every, pretty much every band we saw, especially on the main stage told their own warped story at least in an abridged version of like hey guys my first warped that i attended was this year mm-hmm. my first warped i played was this year pretty much everyone personally thanked kevin lyman for yeah. giving them the opportunity to play multiple warp tours i know that's not the case for so many bands yes i'm not yeah. like totally honoring kevin lyman as being like a paragon of anything but he founded this amazing movement and a lot of bands found a lot of great success mm-hmm. and a lot of support through him so i want to celebrate that while also acknowledging like yeah, a lot of other bands were dicked over historically or, right. <laughs> or not allowed to play Warped or whatever for whatever reasons. But those of them who did, it really changed their lives and it really made their careers. Yeah. And to have, like, the used talk about how Warped Tour really made them and then also hear Simple Plan say the same thing and also hear Bad Religion say the same right. thing. All these bands who seemingly have very little in common, I saw a lot of the same people in the pit for these completely different bands yeah. equally into it. I saw a lot of different band members just like expressing essentially the same sentiment and from all different walks because like all american rejects were definitely a highlight for me we saw them on sunday so yesterday tyson i think has some of the best stage presence of anyone i've ever seen and i've been to a fuckload of concerts last time i saw all american rejects was exactly 10 years ago and they're as fun if not more fun now they're so tongue-in-cheek they know exactly their place in the world they are very self-aware one of the things he said was like he was kind of joking, like, half of you guys in the audience were your guilty pleasure, and the other half are embarrassed to admit you had a record of ours. And he was so funny about it, and he was like, he didn't take it personally, and he yeah. just was like, but fuck it, you're here. Yeah, and he you're even made a couple this. jokes of, like, you're all punk, you don't listen to the radio, yeah. and then he'd do, like, Dirty Little Secret, and the yeah. whole fucking spot would freak out. So it was really fun. He was great. Yeah. I was impressed he played the entire thing in a heavy leather jacket. Yeah. I was like, how are you not dying? (laughs) Tight ass, fully zipped leather jacket. He He looked, I also looked very good. (laughs) He looked real good. But he was really fun. Honestly, the All American Rejects was probably my favorite set, I think, of the whole weekend. I think in terms of like standout sets, their energy was great the whole time. The crowd's energy was up the whole time. Yeah technically objectively simple plan did really well (laughs) 
and the, there was a huge fucking crowd for them that we did not expect. No. We are both more Good Charlotte people than Simple Plan people. Good Charlotte were supposed to play this weekend and they bailed last minute for whatever reason. I think they're in Europe touring. I don't know. Yeah. But, Which uh, you would think you would know before you sign on. Yeah. To, whatever. But we ended up sticking around for the whole set of Simple Plan just to do it, even though neither of us yeah. were particularly big fans. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but boy, were they sweet. They, they were. talked for a long time about their journey and how happy yeah. they are to be here and how much they love the fans. And, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. But they weren't my favorite. They sounded good, objectively. Oh, yeah. I just don't love their music. They sound exactly like they do recorded. So yeah. if you like that very, like... Yeah, they really have not aged a day. No. They all look great. They all look exactly yeah. the same. They sound exactly the same. The crowd loved them. them. And some hard-looking dudes that I watched mosh to like a tray you yeah we're also like singing along and like borderline crying to simple plan oh, it was yeah. a really beautiful thing it was and i like again i i think i told rachel over the weekend like i really appreciate that you know what simple plan showed up and like allowed a lot of bros to be vulnerable yeah. for 30 minutes yeah it was really sweet i think that's great i i don't ever listen to them but you know what like yeah if they they work for some guy that needs to like get out his feelings then yeah yeah absolutely it was so cool um, one of my favorites was Sum 41. God. <laughs> Do you want to okay, explain this is my, how that went okay, so from your perspective? This is from my perspective. First of all, like, I will admit that I never really listened to Sum 41 that much because, like, I, for whatever reason, it just, they weren't, like, on my frequently played. Um, so I know them mostly from In Too Deep, which I often think of the Click Fives, Bittersweet, which for whatever reason. Which is so funny. Just band, uh, <laughs> band vibe-wise. Yes. Sum 41 presents as, like, pretty traditionally punk slash metal, even though they're pretty pop-punky. But, like, that was the thing, because if you've listened... Or, like, Fat Lip by them, of course, it's just... Yeah, like, those are two pretty traditionally pop-punky songs. songs. Yeah. And their music videos and, like, where, who they were in the early 2000s... Very tongue-in-cheek. ...was kind of, like, trying to be, like, Blink a little bit. Yeah, very in line with Blink, music video-wise especially. Yes. And so that's really the, like, image in my head, so... Honestly, I kind of thought they were a bit of a joke in the same way that, like, I kind of thought Simple Plan was a bit of a joke until they fucking come out playing, like, heavy distortion metal riffs and the fucking drummer has two kick drums for some unknown reason and, and then it was, a, like, a half, like, a hardcore show. And they were the only band that we saw, at least, who had fucking big explosions pop yeah, up Yeah, they stage. had, like, steam explosions, which I love. Somebody was like, we really can't do pyrotechnics anymore because, like, of safety reasons. And it's like we'll do steam it'll yeah, be fine it was cool it was i was uh taken aback to say the least i think the whole set i was just like where am i on what planet is simple or sorry some 41 like the hardest thing that i'm seeing today next to like a tray you i was not surprised no nah, yeah rachel had been telling me the whole time and it wasn't that i didn't believe you like, i just dude. didn't know and i tell everyone in my life i'm like okay i've loved some 41 since i was 10 years old which was 2005 Oh my god. Because <laughs> I'm an infant. I've loved Sum 41. Full shout out to my brother, Alex. He got me into Sum 41. They that makes were... way more sense because every band you told me that Alex likes, and then you were like, he likes Sum 41. And I was like, How Yeah, because they're hard. <laughs> I mean, but you would never fucking know. I always loved Sum 41 because I thought that they took a lot of the best parts of metal and made it more accessible for a pop punk audience so they were about as thrashy and as angry as i got listening to music i really i really prominently listened to does this look infected by them that's uh one of their i think it's their third album they have half hour of power and um but anyway i listened to does this look infected which is i think their third album and it's much harder much more metal sounding than the album everyone knows which is all killer no filler yes. that's what it was we got there um all Killer No Filler has Fat Lip on it, which is the dun 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 Yeah, so I knew that, and I really love Still Waiting by them. And I literally told Zoe before, I'm like, if they play Still Waiting, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. And they closed with Still Waiting. I Rachel was living. It was great. I thrashed harder than I've ever thrashed at a concert in my life. Even in my heyday when I was like 16 and like revved up, I don't think I've ever thrashed harder than I've thrashed to that Sum 41 set yesterday. And it was the end of the line. Like they were the second to last band we saw all weekend. We were so beat. I thought for sure I expended all my energy at the All American Rejects set that was like right before. Because I know every word to every single one of their songs that they played. I love All American Rejects. Always have. 
Um, and they were fantastic, but I thought, oh, I'm not really gonna have that much energy for some 41. We're gonna, and I told Zoe, like, we gotta back up because they're gonna mosh. And she's like, really? I'm like, they're gonna mosh. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> and we backed up and shown up. They had a big circle pit that we avoided, but I just thrashed in my own space. I jumped and I did some metal shit I didn't know I could do. <laughs> and I physically hurt myself a little bit by the end because I was like, my obliques can't stand this pogoing anymore. My lungs are going to give out. I thought that set was going to kill me because they kept playing all of the hardest, best songs back to back. And I was going to, I thought it was, my heart was going to explode. I was going so hard and I was so happy. I'm still... The other thing about the Sun 41... Okay, so, like, so now you all have a picture, right? Like, very hard. Like, yeah, crazy, right? Also, the one set that had the most couples making out during it. Yeah, a lot of people got really, like, horned up and weirdly romantic during Sun 41. like, tender kissing making out. Not even just, like, tongue lashing, like tender like looking in each other's eyes yeah. like swaying i didn't really notice because i'm alone and i was also living my best fucking life yeah no rachel was having fun i was still <laughs> so surprised by just what the fuck was happening that yeah. i just could not believe that there were like four or five couples around us it was amazing making out and i was like it really to this to this yeah. to derek wibley what a wiggles whatever his name is i have wanted to see them live for over half my life and it lived up to the hype I'm shook. It honestly was better than the hype. I'm shook. I don't know what I saw, honestly. So for me personally, I think if I had to list like my favorite sets of the weekend, it's probably some 41 and All American Rejects for sure. Mm-hmm. Frank for sure. Save Ferris. And the Aqua Dolls. The Aqua Dolls were delightful. So shout out to the Aqua Dolls. They are a SoCal uh, band, all female, female identifying uh, band members out of Orange County, I think. Yeah, they're definitely SoCal based. I think LA, Orange County. Yeah. We just caught their name in the lineup and I was like, yeah, I want to go see this all girl band. I want to yeah. see all the women performing as much as we can. Yes. Um, in between the bands that we already know and love who don't have women who we want to see. Sorry. Uh, but we sought them out. They played the Monster Energy stage. Which um, is, I would say probably like if you couldn't play the main stage, play the Monster Energy yeah. because it was right next to the main stage. Yeah. And they had really good crowds because like yeah. Sleeping With Sirens played that stage and they yeah. had like a huge fan base. Youngblood had a gigantic fan base. Youngblood. Which we were not equipped for. <laughs> which we like walked by him and we're both yeah. like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, we literally walked directly past him as he was meeting people and we're like, uh, actually, I don't know what Youngblood's pronouns are. I know Youngblood is a gender-bending artist. So I don't know what their pronouns are. So I'll be safe and go with they. But we walked past them and we're like, who is that? And then we figured it out. Yeah. And then we kept walking. We're like, this is the line to meet them. This line does yeah. not end. It's wild. But the Aqua Dolls we caught uh, towards the top of their set. I think we saw a good chunk of their set. Yeah. And they were awesome. Harken back very much to the Riot Girl movement. So I was here for it. Definitely some Bikini Kill vibes, mm-hmm. I think. A they little did. S- not ska necessarily, but like a little bit of the like. I don't. Uh, it was like brighter. It was yes. a little brighter, cleaner sounding than yeah. like punk, punk, punk distortion. Yeah. They rocked hard, but yes. it was. There was something. Yeah, I know what you mean. I can't put my finger on it. A little, like, kind of major keys, a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. I guess, like, pop punk, but not, I don't know, like, female pop punk, honestly. I mean, it, it was very... Yeah, it was, like, it. Riot Girl, but less growly. They had cleaner cleaner vocals, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the vocals A little bit good. of a cleaner sound. They all looked fantastic. Shout out to them and their aesthetics. Yes. And it was just such a fun crowd. The people who were there were really there for it. Yeah. The front, the front woman was so fantastic. She had such great energy, and she really spoke to the crowd and, like, got everyone amped. And they did a kick-ass Black Flag cover. Yeah. And, oh, they were so fun. And so we were lucky enough to meet them and buy some merch off of them after their set. They were so nice. We hope that they will be friends of the pod soon. Yeah. Um, Because we would love to connect and interview them and, like, see what they're all about. Because they were so nice and they were so talented. So catch me and Zoe rocking our Aqua Dolls merch around LA yes promoting living their best lives they're definitely on SoundCloud I'm gonna see if they're on Spotify yeah check them out there on Instagram I think it's like at the Aqua Dolls uh very cool very talented um yeah it was great they were like our new find and last week we talked a lot about like one of the best parts of Warped Tour is going of course to see the bands that you love but honestly to find those new bands exactly didn't really know about like yeah they're on Spotify nice uh 
so they were definitely our favorite find of the weekend. Um, I will also say a quick shout out to Ariana and the Rose, I think. Yeah. She, or it was this band that played one of the, uh, the other, sta- like the half stage, yeah. the Blackcraft stage. Um, They're from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. If you're familiar with churches, the band churches, kind of had that vibe, like a uh, three piece, so front woman and then a guy like with all of the computer stuff and the yeah. keys and then a drummer uh kind of uh electronic rock mm-hmm. good vocals uh for the most part and like solid songwriting yeah so i would say and like, she had an amazing stage presence yeah um it's really tough to play having been to multiple festivals not just warp tour but like bfd other bay area festivals at shoreline it's really tough to be on the Shoreline Amphitheater stage at a festival because no one's really there. Everyone's in the parking lot on the stages that they built for the event. So it's this gigantic amphitheater that's maybe a third full if you're lucky. It's a lot of yeah. people coming and going. It's mostly people just seeking shade. Yes. So to play to Which that crowd. Yeah, to play to that crowd and like get people into it as much as you can. And she really did. And yeah. she had no like false airs she knew exactly the she knew exactly right. what these people were doing there were definitely some fans of hers and yeah. new fans of hers who were up front getting up close and personal like to the stage and jumping around and getting really into it which was great to see but it was overall a lot of people just discovering on accident for the first time and it was really cool to watch that also addendum to last week's episode i mentioned that i saw reliant k i definitely saw reliant k at warped door i don't know why i thought i saw them at bfd and they did the shoreline stage as soon as the gates opened yeah and that was tough and part of why I had such a great experience was because I ran in as soon as it was open and, like, got up close. Like, and it's you can tough. Check, yeah. That whole story, or part of that story, at least, is on one of our first episodes, yeah. too. Um, so go back and listen to our collection. Totally. But, yeah, my point being, it's tough to rock that stage. And yeah. the handful of people we yeah. saw over there really did. Yeah. Andrew WK ended up playing that stage as well, which was surprising. I thought he was bigger than that, but okay. And Four Year Strong played that stage as well. And, unfortunately, we had to miss their set. I'm a huge Four Year Strong fan, but they went on at 8 p.m. on Sunday, and we had a five-and-a-half-hour drive. So Sorry, guys. RIP, I will definitely see them headline next time they're in town. Um, So I was a little bummed, but I already saw them at Warped Tour once and met them, and it was cool, so I was fine to miss that. We also missed The Offspring, because it was just... Sorry. They went on at 9 p.m., and we were there all day, and it was too much. Yeah. I will say the other... The one band that I really was excited to see, because it harkened back to my... Yes! My 15, 14, 15-year-old self, emo self, was The Used. Uh, They were, like, the one... Well, not the only one, but, like, the really, like, the one big emo name from that yeah, time. for sure. Um, which I'm sure, even back then, they were like, oh, we're not emo. But, you know, they fell in yeah. that same category. Um, if you do that many Shakespeare yeah. moments, you're emo. emo. Yeah, so, uh, fronted by Britt McCracken, who is a character all on his own. Totally. They played a lot of the old stuff. Uh, I Caught Fire was probably one of my favorite moments like to hear a whole crowd sing i'm melting was really cool yeah. um bert <laughs> because why the fuck not decided to uh his way to talk to the audience it was very theatrical and he and literally theatrical in that he uh every other after every song uh cut in with different shakespeare soliloquies uh there was some hamlet he the only one that didn't quite land for Rachel and I was he ended with uh, the Rape of Lucretia which we were both kind of like why why, uh, why yeah he one? did the Sound and Fury yes. one and he did the soliloquy from Hamlet yeah yeah, yeah 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 um sorry I'm like catching up but I'm also my boss is texting me um yeah but the Rape of Lucretia was like such a weird way to end it it was it, was it wasn't the last thing they did but it was the last like Bert, weird like, poetry like, interlude yeah. and we're like <laughs> why this one what was the purpose yeah. of this one he was also one of the only singers at least that we saw i bet bad religion probably and like the offspring maybe no effects um were political but he was he was political like he uh kind yeah. of slammed trump at one point mm-hmm. he made it it was all very tongue-in-cheek the yes. way he did it um but yeah he definitely joked the most and he was the only person that we saw during the weekend who got political at all right he Which, like, brought up donald trump and didn't he didn't get into it very much yeah he just said like something something fuck donald trump and he's like just kidding he's a businessman that i could get behind right. as a joke yeah. and like that was about it yeah so it was good i i mean i like i said i really love i really have the use they have their posters i have their all their albums like 
that was great. That was really fun for me to just, because I'm not sure, thinking back, if I'd ever seen them live uh, when I was in my heyday of that emo kid scene. So mm-hmm. it was nice to have that kind of like tag us out for me of like, man, this is what I used to do yeah. on all of my weekends. They were the last band of the weekend that we saw, and yeah. it was a great way to end up for yeah. sure. It was great. And they had the drum corps, right? Weren't they the yes. ones with the drum corps? So they brought the drum corps in, uh, Street Drum Corps, which is, yeah. they were fantastic. They were so cool. Yeah. That was unexpected for me because I'd never seen them before. Yeah. They were so good. It was, like, well-placed in the songs that they had them come in on. So this drum corps, they come out, like, one of the dudes literally is a trash can chained to him. Yeah. And they do very unconventional percussion. And it's yes. so cool. Yeah. And it accompanied everything so well. Yeah. So those were, like, those were the... That's why the little kids come out. Oh, yeah. Okay. That it was, was weird. Also weird. I'm assuming those are their kids? I think so. I think so. They had, like, one young boy who, like, Like a 12-year-old like, boy? Hung out. Yeah. And then they had, like, this cute little girl, and they, Who like, helped drum. I think yeah. it was the drummer's daughter. They, like, gave her guess. a stick and a snare, and they were, like, okay, you know, and she, like, kept pretty good time. <laughs> it yeah. was cute. It was cute. It was kind of odd. It was just odd, and then Bert's literally singing, like, motherfucker, 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 yeah, and this little girl's, like, drumming. Yeah, that was a little. I think the They're whole crowd. Yeah, the whole crowd was a little like so confused. Can we say these words? Like your kids are little, but I guess like it doesn't matter because yeah. So it was good. It was. I honestly would expect nothing less from Burt yeah. McCracken. Honestly, he was, was the most charismatic of the weekend yeah. for sure. I think he was also sober. Yeah, uh, which was surprising. He to seemed me. pretty sharp. Yeah, surprisingly for sure. <laughs> for Bert I was McCracken. surprised. I was like, he seems pretty sharp and cognizant. Yeah, and he's like crushing all of these. Shakespeare things by heart yeah. and they were long it wasn't like a casual thing no he'd go for like a full minute yeah the best was watching their bassist whom I find incredibly <laughs> hot just kind of like anytime Bert would do a thing he'd just kind of you know pace around and like yeah waiting is waiting for the next song like, like looking totally disinterested Bert's gonna do what Bert's gonna do yeah it was very funny um in terms of less amazing yeah i mean we alluded to simple plan wasn't our favorite i will give them full props they did a kick-ass set they more than delivered the crowd was behind them yeah they were objectively cool to watch yeah i just don't love their music yeah but they sounded good yeah less than jake (laughs) i was stoked to see um i'm pretty sure zoe got some footage of me yeah in my prime somewhere yeah yeah, skanking so we'll probably post that somewhere but Zoe was a gem and sat through, stood through the whole Less Than Jake set with me for me. Because, you know, your girl loves ska. Um, and they were cool. I had never actually seen them live despite them playing every other Warped. They're the number one most played band at Warped Tour. They've done the most Warped Tours in history. Um, and they mentioned as such, they're very proud of it. Um, but I had never actually seen them. I had just heard of them or I'd heard part of their set from across the amphitheater, you know, back in the day. So this is my first time seeing them full on. And they have that old school kind of energy, which can be fun. Like Bowling for Soup definitely has a similar energy. Old Blink-182 concerts back in the day. Just the conversational, jokey, shooting the shit. Kind of Kind like, of self-aware. Kind of locker roomy almost. It is kind of locker roomy. Very bro it, it is very bro It's just like... And sometimes it's fun. Plus, the Jake had a weird energy, yeah. to say the least. They sounded great. The music was great. The yeah. brass ripped. Yeah, the brass was great. They sounded awesome. But the lead singer was like, keep talking and like, try to be fun. He pulled up a guy on stage, which was a recurring theme through the weekend, which I loved. Yeah. A lot of bands would seek out like a single fan and be like, you're on stage with us today. Like, this is your lucky day. Yeah. And it was really cool. When Less Than Jake did it, they brought this guy up and they insisted that he take his shirt off and like got the crowd to cheer for it. And the dude wasn't like stoked about it. And then he put his shirt back on at one point and the lead singer like made everyone chant again to like make him take his shirt off again. And he did. And he didn't seem like so traumatized or anything. It was just kind of uncomfortable. It was odd. Yeah. So then this dude was on stage and like dancing. But yeah, like what was your perspective? Well, you well, I was just going to say that like, you know, you couldn't. It was, it was a weird... It was like... You couldn't do that with a female fan. Or like, yeah. It or, was a weird energy. Yeah. It was... That That's was, the only way I can really explain it. It was, it was odd. It just didn't feel like... it. Uh, that was the kind of behavior that I would anticipate from the 98, 99... Yeah. Workers. It just seems like they've never really changed their yeah. shtick ever. Yeah. And I get like honoring your roots and being the same yeah. old band you've always been. But you can shift a little to yeah. be a little less creepy. Because they did that. And I'm not like trying to be super nitpicky and like be PC super about it or PC anything. or anything. No. It just seems like the dude was kind of uncomfortable. It's just kind of weird. It and just at the end of the like day, he got to dance on stage with Less Than Jake, and it looked yeah. like he had a really fun time, which is yeah. great. Happy well, for that. And. Day. But, yeah, so then 
they're like, this is our bro. He's like on stage with us. And they're like, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, no. And they're like, okay, he's single. We're going to find you someone. And they're like, they jokingly said like, we all like basically like everyone in the band's married. So now they get their fans laid instead, yeah. which you're like, okay. <laughs> so then they're like scanning the crowd. Like who wants to make out with this dude? And then they, like, picked a girl who was crowd surfing, who was just, like, a big Les the Jake fan. It's not like she was, like, jumping up and down trying to make out with the dude. But they got her on stage, and they're like, you guys should make out, like, hard. And, like, they did, and it wasn't crazy, creepy or anything. Like, no. Like, they should have, they definitely There was hesitancy there, but they both consented, but it was very dubious consent. It was just kind of, like... It just felt kind of weird, because that wasn't what anybody... It didn't seem like that's what anybody was there for. Nobody was, like... Kiss somebody, make out, make kiss, yeah. kiss already. And it was like kind of a funny story, and like clearly we're talking about yeah. it. There was more laughter than cringing, but there was a little cringing. And none of the other bands really brought that to the table. Yeah. We watched so many very charismatic front people engage the crowd in really fun ways and really self aware ways. We watched a lot of bands be a little self deprecating in a fun way. Yeah. Less than Jake just kind of skirted that line from being fun to, like, being a little much. Like, your drunk uncle at the barbecue going a little too far. Yeah. It was one of those where you're like, "Eh." it was a little weird. So, as fun as they were, they left a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth. Which, I'm sure they'd make a disgusting joke in response to me saying that. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Um, But they wailed. And the band's dope. And their music's dope. And I had a great time skanking and jumping and getting into it. It was just like, yeah, the only way I can describe this is a weird energy. It was. It was a little... Oh, and then they opened up. They're like, in like 98 or like 2003 or something. They said, and like, back in the day, we were at a venue and one of the best shows we ever did, they opened up this giant circle pit around the sound booth. Which we happened to To which Zoe and I turn and go, fuck, we're right next to the sound booth. We tried to stay a little further back because the moshing was towards the front. And we're not, I mean, more power to you. I get it. If it's fun and if everybody's consenting, they want to mosh, have a great fucking time. Do that. Designate a space for that. We were not interested. So we stayed towards the back, which happened to be towards the sound booth. So then they're like, we want to open up the biggest circle pit you've ever seen. Let's do it. It's the last warp Tour. And so then there was this weird frenzy of people like us. And I think truly the crowd was split in half. Yeah. There were a bunch of people like us who were like, oh, fuck no. Trying to get away from the sound booth. As many people were, fuck yeah, running to the sound booth yeah. to circle up. And it was a, it was a, it was like running of the bulls kind yeah. of circle. Like everybody was like literally just running in a circle yeah. around the sound booth. It was interesting. It was cool. And it was fun to bear witness to but the yeah. ultimate chaos of like so many people didn't want to be involved and so we all had to kind of flee yeah. <laughs> was wild a moment of panic yeah uh there was that what you know which like definitely harkens back to those times as a kid like being in a crowd that all of a sudden starts to push each other and then you're, and then like, you're like, like, like ah, down. what I'm do like, i do yeah and you're yeah. like this is how i this is how people get trampled uh which didn't happen but it was it was yeah, you know, d- again, didn't really anticipate that for less than Jake's yeah. set, but okay. Yeah. I would also say one of the most pleasant surprises of the weekend was a Treyu. Yes. We saw Treyu kind of on accident. We watched their whole set, and they're so much harder and more traditionally metal than I ever thought they yeah. were, because I was never that into them. I love them. I will listen to them for funsies they are, now. And I will say, like, not only are they metal, I, because I knew about it, like, I liked Treyu. This was kind of, like, my moment to be like, yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. it was, like, dope. This was her Sum 41 yeah. moment of, like, yeah, bitch, they're hard, they're metal, they're cool. They <laughs> are really, like, lyri- uh, melodic metal, though. Yeah. Which is, I think, it's why It's real music. It. It's, it like, actual music. It really is. They're, they're very talented. They have decent lyrics. They um, were really fun to watch. They engaged yeah. the crowd in really fun ways yes they didn't do as much talking and tongue-in-cheek stuff but they definitely like talked a little bit about warped i think they probably thanked kevin lyman pretty much everyone did um and they just put on a great set yeah they really did they were probably my standout pleasant surprise would be them and the aqua dolls the aqua dolls are my new favorite band hands down my new favorite band i'm gonna be recommending them to everybody i know yeah um yeah, I mean, I think those are the broad strokes. There's certainly yeah. stuff we're missing. There's it was only, a full weekend. I think it, we should probably mention, luckily, we were very lucky in that there was really only one kind of big disappointment. And it wasn't yeah. even a disappointment because it wasn't like we had expectations. Oh, yeah. But there was just one band that we were There was one band like, that was dead-ass bad, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. They were bad. It, they left a lot to be desired. Their lead singer was pitchy as fuck to the point that I noticed. Zoe's a professional vocal coach and has like a master's in voice. Your girl over here, Rachel's a little tone deaf, a little dumb. And even I was like, did his voice just crack? And she's like, yeah, he's pretty pitchy. 
the story so far. Yeah. And they had a huge, oh, huge fan crowd. base, huge crowd. I saw so many stories of our t-shirts. I'm sorry, guys. If you love them, more power to you. Yeah. I do not understand the appeal. Every single one of their songs sounded exactly the same. Yeah. They did not engage the crowd at, at all. all. The lead singer was wearing this weird button-up shirt that was very indicative of the whole <laughs> yeah. vibe of the set because it was so forgettable and boring yeah. and weird. No one was really raging that hard because their music's not that ragey, but people were into it to their credit. Like, they have a strong fan base. Zoe and I just did not understand the appeal, and we were straight-up disappointed. We yeah, thought there'd be at least, like, one song we'd get really into, and the set left us so bored. Like, yeah. it honestly, by the I end, I bored. felt like we were pulling teeth. I was, like, checking my watch for yeah. when they'd be done. It was it was very uninspired. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, too, was if they... It just didn't even look like they were enjoying themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, you're on the main stage the very last Warped ever. Like, you know, have some fun. Like, they just looked like they were kind of over it. They kind of phoned it in, I felt like. Yeah. They kind of seemed like they were over yeah. it. And uh, it just... Yeah, it just was not uh, a fun time. Yeah. And he seemed so, like... He wore sunglasses the whole time, of, and it wasn't even, like, he seemed sunny aloof, on. Yeah. But he, not in, like, a fun, sexy, no. frontman way. Yeah. Just, like, genuinely, like, he didn't he, really want to be there. Definitely, like, he was like, I am way too cool for this. Like, my manager talked me into this. I guess I'm here now. Let's do our set. Cool. And he did, I mean, he did mention, he was like, I don't really, if you've ever seen a show of mine, like, I don't really talk to the crowd. And I was like, how on earth have you guys managed to make it this far then? Yeah. He's like. And have this much of a fan base. Yeah. Because I, like, I feel like so much pop punk and so much of what I love about pop punk is the scene. is like going yeah. to the shows and witnessing those personalities firsthand. Yeah. Because it's what you bring to the table more than your album. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, a lot of pop punk, a lot of emo, like it does, like it, it can sound pretty repetitive. Mm-hmm. Ska. Like it, there are like some themes, you know, even metal and hardcore, like, but. I mean, traditional punk. So yes. much traditional punk, like you can't even differentiate songs on an album because right. the album just feels like one big <laughs> album. So, yeah, they were, uh, yeah. and it was just unfortunate that they happened to be, like, kind of in the middle of all the other great bands we wanted to see. Yeah, so we just kind of sat through them waiting yeah. for the next thing. It was a bit of a bummer. I wish Four Years Strong had played that set yeah. instead, that, like, slot. Um, though, speaking of old school punk, Bad Religion sounded awesome. Yeah. We caught half their set. They were mixed louder than everyone, we think. So. Maybe we were just hypersensitive because it was the end of the day, but I truly think they were mixed no, louder than everyone else. And we ended up sitting so far away from the stage and still being able to hear them crystal clear. They sounded fucking awesome. They were really cool and genuine the way they talked about stuff. The energy they brought to the stage um, was really cool. And it was so cool to see like the OG, like Bad Religion. We talk about them in the very early episodes of this podcast. In the early episodes of Warped Tour, they were they're so instrumental to Warped being what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to see them and hear them. And their his voice still sounds great. The frontman's voice sounds amazing still. Yeah. The band sounded exactly like how I thought they would sound. Yeah. Off of their old stuff. Yeah. You know, if anything, they were like crisper and cleaner than I thought they'd sound. Yeah. It was really cool. Which was something really interesting I thought about all the bands was I don't know if it's that they all have a lot at least on the main stage have like more money behind them now and have better equipment or have better instruments uh but I think a lot of them just because they've been doing this for almost 20 years they're really good they've all got just all really really good yeah they've all grown a lot like their musicianship is better they're they're like as a band they're all a lot tighter all the bands we saw some 41 especially the way that their bassist (laughs) and their two guitarists would like line up as a trio and like wail and be so in sync when they like raged and did big guitar solos and Derek knew how to time it and like because he's just a front man he doesn't have like he doesn't really play guitar or anything he just has the mic and he knew when to like kind of step aside and engage the crowd and let the guitarist do their thing and let the drummer do their thing and it was so cool and I think another thing I loved is that everyone was kind of sharing their warped stories on stage and everyone was kind of paying homage to the stuff that brought them to where they were. There were so many covers. That was really cool. So many of the bands we saw did at least one cover in their set. And one of them did, like, we heard a Bon Jovi cover. We heard a Queen cover. We heard an Oasis cover. (laughs) It was wild. The Oasis cover was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, and then we heard um, the last song they used it. They led in with a riff Mm -hmm. from Smells Like Teen Spirit, and they closed with a riff from, uh, what's that song called? That Rage Against the Machine song. Oh... Shit. They closed with, like, a riff from a Rage Against the Machine song that I am too tired to figure out right now. <laughs> but it was really cool. They, like, kind of... They kind of introed and outroed their own song with these really prolific songs from bands that influenced them. And it was so fun to see. Yeah. And then Save Ferris did, you know, the 
prolific cover that they did for Ten Things I Hate About You. And they did Come On Eileen. And it was so fun. And I think the overarching feeling of the whole weekend was just fun and lighthearted and everyone was nostalgic and yeah. sentimental and celebrating yeah it was what brought us all together yeah. which is music and yeah at the end of the day it was pretty white lineup it was yeah. a pretty white crowd overall but huge strides from where we were in the mm-hmm. 90s huge strides for just women on the lineup it still yes. in my opinion wasn't nearly enough no. but from where we were yeah. it was really cool that in the 25th year they made space in a way that they haven't really made space before yeah for female performers especially yeah. um so a lot of good in the end yeah. i think for sure i mean i had nothing but good vibes and positive feelings about it yeah um and we did get the true warped experience of someone suddenly vomiting in the crowd oh my god it's about as punk as we got it was he luckily did not he didn't throw up on anybody me. he just threw up on the ground but boy did the crowd oh, that just, was ooh. yeah and that was my favorite like the Split. circle just happened and then it was very much just like when you see an empty subway car in yep, new york and you just like, know don't walk that's my anybody who's gonna go to one of these festivals any kind of music yeah if you're like the pit's kind of open over there nope no nope, that's it's puke. not it's not yeah don't walk in it yep it's not gonna be nice yep <laughs> and he appeared fine he made it to the med tent i'm assuming he got I the help he so. needed i'm assuming i hope so um so it was more of a funny thing than like a scary thing but yeah that was very it was a bit yeah it was felt a, very 99 felt very right. warped 99 absolutely very punk <laughs> somebody vomited but yeah yeah i agree but we saw bands we loved we saw bands we discovered for ourselves it was a great (laughs) we saw bands that we knew but didn't know right and we got to know it was really it was just it was a great time they checked all the boxes i really think it was like what i hope at least for kevin lyman you know i hope that the whole tour this summer but like especially shoreline was what he always envisioned it to be because it really felt like it finally made it. It was a culmination of so many awesome yes. things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I mean, I, I agree that I I think, I don't know if Kevin Lyman will ever really be as involved because I just don't think he wants to be as involved. Yeah. I think it's time for, he's retiring essentially. Yeah. I mean, he's a professor at USC and he actually came out on stage. They presented him with a check for like Kevin goes fishing because yeah. he like wants to go fishing right. so they gave him like a fishing pole and a big check and everyone thanked him and then he gave a big heartfelt speech brought his family out thanked his family and his crew and all the people who made him and made Warped like what it is and it was a really sweet moment yeah. but I, I truly get the vibe that he has retired from this Yeah. Um, he's not retired in general he's a USC professor but I think he's retired from Warped Tour yeah. I know that his daughter who is my age who you know he mentioned his first kid was born like what? 16 days before they went on yeah tour like 16 days before the first warp tour essentially yeah so she's an adult now and she's working on a music cruise line yeah i forget what it's called but she's definitely in music she's definitely in the industry i would yeah. love if she like took the reins and kind of not even necessarily rebooted warp tour but like just kind of honored what her dad did and make make it her own and do her own festival yeah. or or team up with a bunch of other people and make something really great like that Who's to say? I mean, even if Warped, whether or not Warped Tour, the name Vans Warped Tour is over or not, as cheesy as it sounds, I think the spirit lives on. I think it's in so many generations. We saw every generation possible in the crowd this weekend, and everyone was equally moved and excited, and it was a beautiful thing, man. Music's dope, and all these bands are still touring, and even if Warped Tour doesn't continue, I think the camaraderie and the good vibes that it fostered are definitely going to live on and hopefully the gatekeeping and the the unfortunate you know symptoms of just being a bunch of punk bands right. being a boys club from the 90s yeah. hopefully that's dissipating more and i think it is and yeah at the end of the day i think most of those people who played like and kevin lyman himself i think their heart are, their hearts are in the right place i'm excited to see like all the good parts of warped continue in different ways right. and see the lesser parts kind of fade yeah i think that's and that's where we're at i think absolutely because even just in the last five years this this warped experience was so much more positive and wonderful i think a big part of it too is like you and i are self-realized adults now yeah. we're like happy out queer like comfortable in our own skin like adult women and i think that made a huge difference yeah. too but it didn't feel I, like no last week we talked a lot about like having to feel like you had to carve your own place and like it, it just felt like I didn't there was have space to, for us yeah there time. was already space for us there was space for everyone this time yeah for everybody which was really it felt really, really great nice. oh my god how did we forget the last thing i will say 
and then we'll wrap this up. The last thing was that they had like a wrestling station and they actually really did have the half pipe, which we watched some really cool skaters, but they had a wrestling wrestling station that was like all in Spanish, which was really cool. They had the LA roller girls did a dance to a really sexy ACDC duet roller dance. Great as a roller skater myself. It was really fun to see. So exactly like, it was, I really think that it was like, this is what, this was the perfect, yeah, this was the perfect, like, pinnacle for Warped. I think it, from the ground up, and we, we still have a lot of history to go through on this podcast. We, we're going to do uh, the year 2000 here at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Uh, so we still have, how many years is that? 15? No. Yeah. Since what? Since 2000 to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, math, I missed the year you said. Right? So, um... God, I hope so. Uh, so we still have a lot of like history to go through to see kind yeah. of how it built up still to get to this place. But I think it's a, I, I really like, I'm very impressed with that. The fact that it, it got to this place. Yeah, totally. So stay tuned on the pod. I mean, we'll do some more looking back. We'll do some more looking forward. It's a fun fucking time, man. I feel <laughs> renewed, but also dead fucking tired. tired. I will be more of a person next week for sure. <laughs> but boy, was it worth it. And boy, did yeah. it feel good to have those concert related like injuries again I'm like my obliques hurt from Poe going my hips hurt from skanking <laughs> it was so fun it was just yeah it was so fun it's good so uh, check us out on our social medias we're on Instagram Facebook we're on MySpace Twitter uh, you can Google us at Warp to Remember we're on Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts Podbean so whatever which for the three of those that you're not listening to yeah. we're on and especially if you're not on Spotify if you're not listening to us on Spotify right now check us out because uh, Zoe made a master playlist of all the songs we've talked about on the pod before very fun and uh, yeah let us know what you think fire on back to us talk to us on the socials and stay tuned we're going to be posting some cool bonus material I took a lot of video took a lot of photos this weekend as did Zoe um, and we're really excited to share it with you guys. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to A Warp to Remember. Bye. to think I'm some sort of god. And they seem to think I'm Shum 41. All the small things. That's Blink-182. Shum 41 is the band that married Avril Lavigne. Oh. Huh. Seems like everybody would turn out a loser in that situation.